The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Hello and welcome to The Career Confidant. We're glad you're tuning in with us today. As you know, this show is here to help you take control of your career and move forward, up, out, wherever it is that you want to go. Perhaps you're not even thinking about that, or you know someone who isn't thinking about it but shouldn't. And here's kind of a phenomenon I see going on with our low unemployment and and people are kind of resting on their laurels, if you will, in their careers. And although, of course, we don't need to be hyper-anxious about everything, and it's nice to take a little break and relax, it is somewhat scary to hear and see some of the things that I'm seeing today. So one of the groups that I'm a part of, they're debating topics for their professional development conference. And one of the topics that was proposed was social media. And one of the complaints, I guess, about bringing that topic to the conference was that, you know, it really isn't something that someone who is employed should be doing, right? We, if we're employed, we don't need to be on LinkedIn, And although you could argue that specific point, and we'll talk more about that specifically later, there's an underlying faulty belief in that assumption that causes me some alarm. And perhaps we have a short memory, and in some ways, again, that might be good. But just because unemployment is low today doesn't necessarily mean that we are safe from being laid off from our job. It doesn't mean that tomorrow you couldn't walk in and your job would have been eliminated. Of course, that's a little bit different in other places in the world than it might be here in the U.S. And even if you think, oh, I'm in government or I'm in XYZ, I'm safe. Well, I used to work at Colorado State University and people there always thought they were safe. And then guess what? In the downturn, even even Colorado State University and some of the specific colleges did did some layoffs and or hiring freezes. So we're never as safe as we think think we are. And perhaps we just get a little bit comfortable and think that where we are is where we're going to stay. 
and this is another truth we know about our world today, that if we're not striving to move forward, we are indeed going to fall behind. That we aren't going to stay where we are just because that's where we are. And so thinking about this idea, and perhaps you know someone who is all too comfortable in their job and maybe isn't thinking about where they're going. We're going to talk today about a few stories and some things that might help you convince them to look further ahead than tomorrow for at least a little bit. Interestingly, today I was meeting with a client and he is looking to get into a new company, something that's perhaps a little bit more challenging, a little bit more future focused, has a little bit more adventure, if you will, within the company. And he made the remark that he's looking for someone that's somewhere, somewhere, a company that's not just adult daycare. And I thought that that was a great example, a great picture of what work can start to feel like, right? You go in, you sit down, there's all these other people there, you have something to do, but there's not really any drive. There's not a challenge. There's not a a purpose perhaps for why you're there. And it may start to feel a little bit like adult daycare. However, perhaps it's more troublesome when you're somewhere where there is a little bit of challenge, but it's all internal. You're starting to see the competition as the person next door instead of the companies that are competing with your company, the global competition for our jobs, the global competition to to really drive and be good at what we do. And of course, that doesn't mean, again, that we have to want to move up or climb that corporate ladder, which actually doesn't exist anymore, but that we are striving to be the best at what we do and give give our all, if you will, to what we do every day. And I've seen a lot of examples in my history where people get in trouble because they they think they're invincible or they kind of think that middle of the road performance is maybe even what is best for them to maintain their energy. We can create all kinds of all kinds of excuses for for middle road performance, right? So one of my favorite examples, we're going to talk for a little bit here about your definition of career stability. So I was working with a client years ago in somewhat of the heyday of the layoffs at HP. And this person was exploring on their own account, which is great, right? Thinking about their future or adding something in the evenings, right? That more portfolio career approach. How are they going to balance doing something different? And so we'd explored quite a few options, some event management possibilities that this person was interested becoming an event coordinator doing something different than where they were and they had done and done gone and done some career research conversations where they were talking to people who did these things and starting to get kind of excited about the possibility of becoming an event manager working at a big event complex and or 
at a, a college or university and running events. They had some interest in, in doing something in that field. We'd started exploring. They'd talked to some folks. They were starting to think about applying to positions. And all of a sudden, the brakes came on. And I'm not sure. Well, you know, it, maybe we should look a little bit more. And so I asked what was, you know, what's really going on? And so just to put this in context, at that point, just in one location or one general region of the country being northern Colorado here, HP had probably laid off three to 5,000 people in the span of about, oh, maybe nine years prior to me working with this individual. And this individual sat across from me and actually said that she was afraid of leaving HP because of the stability. And I sat there and I repeated that back to her. So she was afraid of leaving the stability of HP. And we both kind of smiled because her idea of stability was being able to walk in somewhere and have a job, right? Have a paycheck. But it was obvious that HP could lay her off the next day. They didn't have to give her any notice. They didn't have to give her any severance. There was no, there was no stability. And yet, that is often what I hear, especially from individuals who are mid-career and later, that they're looking for this elusive, non-existent, purple unicorn idea of career stability. And it's pretty far gone at this point that you can expect to work for a company and have them take care of you financially, career advancement wise. It just isn't happening. And it's really getting in people's way. In fact, one of the comments from this group that was considering talking about LinkedIn at their conference was that this person was unemployed, so they didn't need to worry about that. Well, I would hope that the last four or five years especially would show us that that's so fragile. Our employment at any one organization is so fragile. And in fact, stability really lies in your ability to take care of your own career, whether that's skill set that you know you have, a network that will help you find something when something changes. How will you change your definition of stability so that you don't get caught off guard when your company lays you off? And then there's lots of wins in that statement because it truly is in today's age a when, not an if. And so if you know someone or perhaps you struggle with that yourself, just continue to look for a new definition there of career stability. Knowledge Nomads, written by my, my college 
Professor Rich Feller talks about that idea of your knowledge being or your skill sets being those things that will help you move around from job to job. I'm a huge proponent of your network being the thing that will help you move around from job to job. As Deborah Feldman and I were talking about so probably six months ago, this means that your network cannot solely be inside your company. You also have to have a network across your industry, perhaps with vendors or customers. Really have that strong network that does help you move when you need to. And I hope that it's because you get a great opportunity, right? And that really to move up today a lot of times means moving out. And that network will help you move up, move out, perhaps even just perform better where you are. There's a lot of reasons to be constantly evolving your skill set and constantly curating your network, if you will, making sure that you're building real relationships in those arenas where it makes sense, in your industry, with your vendors, with your customers. You want to build the relationships with them anyways, so there's nothing here that you're doing that's underhanded or it's, it's really just being a good relationship builder for the long haul, which then, of course, we know will help you when you need it in your career as well. And hopefully you get the chance to help someone else when they need it in their career as well. So this network piece here, of course, if that's a big deal, LinkedIn can help with that, right? And even thinking about our skill sets and staying up what's current in the industry There's a lot of different ways you can do that. Of course, attending something like this professional conference. And you can also do that through paying attention to groups or or other kinds of networks, not only on LinkedIn, but perhaps even on other sites or networking groups that are specific to your industry and really paying attention to what's going on. So that's our new thing around career stability and really reframing that for ourselves and continuing to challenge our belief that career stability comes from our current employer. We have a few other ways that we get in our own way around career development and we're going to talk about those and specifically how we're moving into more of the gig economy what that means for you when we come back right here on the career confidant America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. What makes great leaders? Results? A lasting legacy? Is it making a difference in your life or maybe the lives of others? 
I Lead, the leadership connection with host Dr. Linda Sharkey will bring you the practical tips and tools to make you an extraordinary leader. And by doing so, build a better, more successful, and more profitable organization. Our show is all about you, the leader that you can be, and the culture that you can create. Tune in to I Lead, the Leadership Connection, live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. The leaders of today have certain characteristics that set them apart as success stories. These leaders have discovered transformational leadership. Now, you can discover the same ideas, insights, and programs that have led them to success. Inside Transformational Leadership is produced by Georgetown University's Institute for Transformational Leadership. We'll explore these success stories every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. tuned into the career confidant with marie zimanoff if you have a question or comment for marie or her guest today please call 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 you may also send an email to marie at a strategic advantage.com now back to the career confidant welcome back to the career confidant and today we've been talking about career management, and thinking a little bit differently about career management. The first faulty belief that sometimes creeps its way in is that our career is stable because we're with a quote-unquote stable company. It just doesn't exist, right? And we know that, and we can think back over the last few years and people that we know who were employed with people that we would never see doing a layoff, right? Whether that was GM or HP or whoever it is that we thought was infallible, we now know that that just doesn't exist. And so reframing career stability for ourselves in our skill set, in our network, and understanding that both of those things are an active process of maintenance by us, but it doesn't have to be outside of the scope of what you do every day anyways. Making relationships with vendors, with customers, with colleagues, preferably with some colleagues in your industry, not just in your company, but having those relationships really is your career stability and staying up on top of what's going on in your industry. So here's the other thing that I always found interesting, work a lot with people in the semiconductor industry, people in oil and gas, you name it, right? These industries that go up, go down, or that maybe we could see going down from a long ways away. Construction, for instance. There are some mega trends there that would give one some kind of indication that Things are starting to go in the wrong direction, perhaps not even requiring that we see ahead of time that they're going to go into a negative direction. But when they start to go in that negative direction, you shouldn't be the last to know, right? And this is keeping track of your industry 
and perhaps some of the influences on your industry. So construction, for instance, here in northern Colorado, booming, booming, booming. And then the economy starts to falter and things are slowing down. Perhaps it came a little fast, but are you keeping track enough to know when things are going south? And those are always the clients that I love, the clients that come in and they say, you know, there's talks that my company is going to get acquired by this other company. I'd like to get my resume ready, right? So that not only is it ready if there's some opportunity during that acquisition, but that it might also be good to start talking to those people that you have relationships, to paying attention to who in the industry is doing well, what other sectors or adjacent industries are doing well where you might find an opportunity should you need it. And keeping your head up can be a challenge, right? We've got our head down and we're doing our work and that is what's going to result in success, right? But we know that that has changed and that really things are moving quickly and to be successful and even to add value to our company, keeping our head up and paying attention to some of these trends is really important. And a lot of companies help you in doing this by providing some kind of information, whether it's all member meetings or a newsletter. Do you even read your company newsletter? Are you paying attention to what's not being said in those communications? If there are, if there are things in there, they're probably not blatant, but you can read between the lines and have some kind of opportunity to understand what is going on in your industry. Again, attending conferences, trainings, or even paying attention to some chatter on a social, social media can really help with that. And not waiting too long to get ready to move, not waiting too long to be prepared in both your marketing materials, understanding where you want to go, and of course, in building those relationships that will help you get there. And of course, one of the mega trends that we're seeing in the workforce today is this move towards contracting. Some people will call it the gig economy, sometimes they'll call it the contingent workforce, whatever fancy term people want to use for it, is really going back to the idea that was brought forth by Daniel Pink years and years and years ago about this free agent nation. Well, now probably almost 30 years, 25 at least, since the publication of that book, we're looking at this actually becoming a reality. And by 2020, having a large percentage of our workforce being contingent. This doesn't have to be a bad thing. It's simply that we are working for a company on a shorter term basis, which is actually very realistic anyways, right? If we look at even being an employee, it's not going to be forever. It's not going to be this long-term commitment. And so being a contractor isn't really all that different. The difference is, can we negotiate a contract that gives us what we need to make a living? We have to think about insurance, 
travel, whatever it might be that our company was paying for before when we were employees, now we just have to make sure that we've included that in an agreement we negotiate as a contractor. Sometimes that means getting double to triple the hourly rate that you'd be making as an employee when you're a contractor. If you know that going in, you can negotiate a good deal. And guess what? Being a contractor doesn't have to be that different than being an employee. Where people get in trouble, again, is our belief around this issue. That if we are a contractor, we're less than. That if we're a contractor, we're less stable. That if we're a contractor, we're not gaining the skills that we need to gain or we're not able to advance our career. And of course, that is not the case. As a contractor, you're more in charge. You're more in charge of negotiating that deal. You're more in charge of making sure you get the work that you need to move your career forward. And of course, definitely more in charge of marketing that skill set to move into the next gig. Although, As an employee moving from job to job, you're going to have to do the same thing. It just might happen a little faster if you're a contractor than if you're an employee. Of course, being a contractor offers a lot of perks. Getting to negotiate said things, getting to name your price, getting to choose your deals or your projects or your customers, if you will. All of those perks that we can have as a contractor, we often minimize and are very worried about making sure that we have this quote-unquote stability that we talked about in the last segment that really doesn't exist. So especially if you're older, let's say mid-career or older, that can be a great time to be a contractor. You're leveraging your experience. Obviously, a company needs that or they wouldn't be looking for you as a contractor. So don't undervalue that. You're in charge of making sure that that experience is valued. And of course, it can offer you the flexibility that you might be looking for in a mid-career or later point in your career. Don't turn down jobs just because they're not quote-unquote full-time. Don't turn down jobs just because they're not a quote-unquote employee of the company. You may find yourself out in the cold if this continues to be your belief around being a contingent worker. Some companies are going to start doing this more and more because they've seen the beauty of bringing in just the talent they need to solve just that problem and then getting to move on to just the talent they need to solve the next problem. We can see it as a negative thing that a company's doing, or we can see it as a positive opportunity to go in, be viewed as the expert, be paid as that expert, and then move on to the next challenge, the next problem as it comes forward. And a lot of the career experts in in my field would have you Think of your career no longer as that ladder or, you know, that long-term position, but as these series of projects. Even if you are un- if you are employed with a company, thinking about that series of projects and how it can add value for your employer and for you will really help keep you 
engaged, challenged, happy at work, hopefully, and thinking about where you're headed next and how you can add value for yourself and for your company in the next adventure. So that shift from this long-term kind of marriage, if you will, to a project-based career is is a big one in today's workforce. And of course, you've probably heard the data around how often you will change jobs on average every three years and how often, especially younger folks, will change actual careers. They're going to change careers every five years or five to seven years, depending on the data you look at. So thinking that you're doing one thing forever or even working for one company for more than five years is setting yourself up for a little bit of disappointment. And that type of thinking can get us stuck, get us behind the eight ball and not in control of where we want to go next. So we're going to take another short break here and keep talking about how you can take control of your career and some of the faulty beliefs that are stopping you from doing so. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Does your organization lack proper leadership? We're not necessarily talking about experience, but about how to face the changing dynamic of leadership today. Sometimes the people we lead know more, old ways don't work anymore, and the comfort zone just becomes too easy. Listen for Out of the Comfort Zone with Dr. Wanda Wallace. We'll show you how you can adapt and develop your leadership skills to today's workplace every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. You are tuned into The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. 
If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we're talking about faulty career beliefs that might be getting in your way of moving your career forward. So at the beginning of the show, I I said that one of my impetuses for this show was an email I received from a group who was looking to get a speaker at a conference and considering whether LinkedIn was a worthwhile topic to cover at their conference. And so here's one of the other faulty beliefs that I see pretty rampant in those who are currently employed. That would be that LinkedIn, social media in general, are for people who are job seeking. Only 3% unemployment in Denver, I guess probably whatever, 5% in the U.S. means that most people are using LinkedIn for something other than job search. What are they using it for? Well, they're using it for the exact thing that we talked about at the beginning of the show, maintaining, nurturing, cultivating a network for their career management, for big picture, keeping track of people in your life and re responding, reacting, connecting professionally, please, on LinkedIn, to people in their industry, their customers, their vendors, right? LinkedIn offers you that professional platform to do those things. Now, that doesn't mean that that's where you have to do it. It's a tool that might make sense for some people and not everyone. And there are specific platforms for different industries that are popping up, which is wonderful. There's platforms for software coders, for instance. We've talked about GitHub. There's a new platform for people in oil and gas called Oil Pro. There's a platform for healthcare professionals that one of my colleagues talks about. So it's this idea that social media is our new tool to grow and maintain a network. Now, of course, it can't be the only way that you're doing that. It is a tool and it's best combined with other tools like attending conferences or having coffee one-on-one with people, right? It's best used in concert with some of these other tools. However, it is and can be a powerful tool. It can be an opportunity to connect with people one-on-one. It can be an opportunity to show your expertise either through on LinkedIn, for instance, you can blog or answer other people's questions on a place like GitHub. You're posting your code, your creations, all of those opportunities to share your expertise and build visibility don't happen because you're unemployed. They happen because you are successful in your industry, that you understand 
sharing across the industry. You understand the importance of of relationships. You understand understand the importance of visibility. And some of the faulty beliefs that keep people off of doing some of those things or are that that makes me look like I'm looking for a job. Only if you do it in a way that makes you look like you're looking for a job. If you're talking about your company, you're interacting with your customers and your vendors, there's no reason to think that you're looking for another job. In fact, you're doing your job better because you're using this tool to do it. People will say, oh, it, you know, that's for businesses. Businesses want to raise their visibility. Well, it's kind of an old idea that you are a business for yourself. And if you want to get bought, quote unquote, by a company, whether that's as a contractor or as an employee, you have to have some visibility to attract employers. And maybe you're not thinking about that right now, but it'll be pretty darn obvious if you start thinking about it two months from now and you want to start increasing your activity because you are looking for work, then it may look like you're looking for work. So it's this idea of using these tools naturally, integrating them into your everyday networking that aligns with your current job. And then you have that network, you have that activity, you have things going when you would or should or could want to look for a new opportunity. There's nothing worse than getting laid off and you haven't done anything with any of your network for five years, three years, even a year. And now you're stuck with feeling like you are asking for something that you're, you know, having to reignite the conversation because you need help versus keeping that relationship, offering help, offering value, and then being able to access that social capital when you need it. And they're going to be happy to help because you've been there the whole time providing a reciprocal relationship. The other cop-out that this group, some of the members were saying, oh, you know, we should have our head down and working. Most leaders understand that having your head down and working isn't how success happens today. Success happens today in relationships. Success happens today because of innovation, which doesn't happen without conversation and knowledge of where the industry is going and bigger picture ideals. And that if you are looking forward in your industry, looking to connect with people, you're bringing that value back to your company. And if you're not, then you need to consider how you can or how you can make it more visible that you're bringing that value back to your company. Other cop-out is that we can't share our company's secrets. Well, of course not. And nobody's asking you to do that. And there's no reason to do that, to be active in using any of these tools. You can still share your expertise in a way that doesn't give away company secrets. You can connect with vendors and customers there in a, a way that makes sense publicly, but guess what? Then translate that into a any kind of private conversation that you need to have to continue to build business. 
there's no reason to feel like if you're participating on a social medium of, of some kind or an, a network of industry network of some kind that you're giving up industry secrets or, or company secrets. So all of those reasons that we think we need to stay off of social media really are getting in our way of using those tools successfully. And if you want to use other tools, that's perfectly fine. If you use your calendaring system, your email system, your contacts, whatever it is, to make sure that you're continually connecting, that you're building relationships, that you're staying in touch with folks, and that you're not getting caught up in the put-your-head-down-and-get-to-work game that is going to leave you high and dry when your industry changes and you weren't paying attention and don't have the network that you need to move forward. That's what we want to help you prevent. So part of this is a conversation that I had with a client, oh, maybe about seven or eight weeks ago after sharing some ideas with him about how he could use LinkedIn. Now, some of these ideas came from an individual who talks about how to use LinkedIn for your business. Of course, he's not a business, and that's okay. It's our ability to take those ideas, right, those best practices from the leading-edge folks that are understanding how to use these tools and to adapt them in a way that would work for us. If it's not going to work for you, if it takes too much time, that's not appropriate. We want to talk about a little bit of time consistently that you can spend maintaining your network, whether you're using a tool like social media or you're doing it the old-fashioned way and perhaps you even have a good old Rolodex on your on your desk instead of on your desktop, and that's perfectly fine. It's consistent connection that is the goal. Business people are great at that, right? Think about your insurance agent, your mortgage person, your real estate, whoever it is that is always on your radar. They send you a birthday card. They send you a Thanksgiving card. They connect with you through a newsletter. What could you as an individual do to steal some of those great ideas, those people do those things because they're effective. They're effective in helping them keep business, get referrals, get repeat business. Don't you want all of those things for yourself, right? Whether that's just more connections in your industry, more relationships, or that that person comes to you when they have a question, your customer, your vendor, or perhaps that you can go to them when you have a question, your customer, your vendor, and feel comfortable doing that because you've stayed connect, stayed connected. All these different ways that we can use tools to stay in contact with people. And younger people can be better at this because they're used to those tools and tend to be more comfortable with less privacy, but tools like Facebook can be a great way to maintain relationships with people who are just that level out from your friends and, and family. 
those business colleagues that you really enjoy, you talk with them often, maybe you even would consider them a friend. Those are what those tools are, are there for, to stay in touch with those people, to see what's going on in their real lives and to not be afraid to share a little bit on that level with those individuals. And if you're working with younger people, millennials, especially Gen Z, they're going to expect that you are open to that kind of a relationship, that you're more than just a professional relationship. You have a little bit of opportunity to figure out who you really are as a person and that you care about who they are as a person. So as your buyers, as your vendors, turn over and and hire some of those younger folks that you're interacting with. You want to consider that as part of your networking strategy, connecting with those people on a little bit different level than you may be used to. So would I say that you should or could or would maybe want to use social media to manage your career, not just your job search, but your career? Most definitely. It's a tool. It's there. Figure out how you want to use it to benefit your career. So we're going to take another short break here and come back and finish up our conversation around faulty beliefs that might be holding you back in your career. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. 
If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we've been talking about faulty career beliefs that might be holding you back and or leaving you to be blindsided when things shift in your career. So as we think about career stability, that was the first topic that we tackled today, challenging that belief that stability lies in your employer. I like to think of this as the train track mentality that we think we're on a train and that train's on the track and it's just going to keep going in this direction that we we think it's headed and nice and steady, right? Clickety-clack, clickety-clack down the train track. Well, that doesn't exist anymore. I'm, I guess it maybe did 20, 30 years ago, but it hasn't for quite a while. The trains are always being derailed. There's crashes everywhere. And we can stay on the train and wait for the crash. We can stay on the train and maybe see the crash coming and, and get off and get on the next train. And we also have the opportunity today, as we talked about in that contingent workforce, to do something different, right? Whether you want to think about it as a four-wheel drive and, you know, a, a, an eight, a four-wheeler that you're on, you have your own can of, of gas and that's your skills and your network. And maybe you have a map, but the roads all crisscross and they go different directions and you're choosing which road to take. You've got to make sure you have enough gas in the tank and you get to choose who to be on that road with. It's just up to you to know where you're going and to negotiate so that you have enough to keep yourself going. I like that analogy. It really helps when, and I challenge my husband's train track mentality all the time, which is funny because if you've listened to the show, you know that we had been married we hadn't even been married and he'd gotten laid off from his first job. And then we'd been married for three or four years and he got laid off from a second job, an engineer in the energy industry. And yet still, when we found that third job after being laid off twice in five years, there was still this mentality of, oh, great, finally, I've found the train track. It doesn't exist, right? It, it just doesn't exist. It's that opportunity that we have to challenge ourselves, to move our career forward, and to understand that if we're not moving forward, we're falling behind. Things move too fast. The world is always changing new technologies, new opportunities. And if we're not staying up on those, we're going to get left behind, unfortunately. This all flows into the idea of figuring out tools that work for us to be able to do that, to stay on top of trends within our industry, to keep our network solid. doesn't have to be huge, just solid. How do we stay in touch with those people that make sense for us to build relationships with every day, whether we're employed or unemployed, 
we have those relationships within our industry? How do we stay connected to those people that really are the influencers in our careers, influencers in our industry, and help us become an influencer in our careers and in our industry as well? You can use social media to do that. You can use their good old paper Rolodex. It doesn't really matter to me as long as you understand the importance of that and the importance of building your network outside of your existing company. Then we get to this idea of moving around being a bad thing. The average person is going to change jobs every three to five years. This idea of quote-unquote loyalty and you still find HR people that will talk about it but most of the time when I hear someone talking about loyalty it's it's a careerist it's a, a job seeker and although that does definitely have value it's importance is going to continue to diminish because it's going to start to diminish that people have it not necessarily because they don't want to stay in companies, but because things change and shift so quickly. You get laid off, your position gets eliminated, you don't have the opportunity to advance. Well, if you stay at a company to be loyal, but you don't have the opportunity to advance, that's may not be something to be applauded as we continue on in this world that we live in. Because our ability to move and our ability to get a, get work really is going to depend on our skill set, not how long we've stayed at a company, which is a big shift for some of us. So as we look forward and we think about our careers, resting on our laurels, going to our adult daycare every day is going to start having less value in the marketplace. And Perhaps there's a negative to that in the increasing anxiety and the do more with less mentality that's definitely not healthy. However, we don't have to push it to that point. We can do things that make sense within the scope of our current job to build relationships, which will probably make us happier at work anyways. And not keep our head down and think that that's how we get to be successful. It's a shift in how we believe we achieve success. It's a shift in how business gets done. And I see this frequently with my engineering clients because it's such a different mentality. Five, ten, well, probably ten years ago, if you had... A, let's say a PhD from Stanford, you could get any job in your industry. Those credentials were how decisions were made, those qualifications, if you will. Today, things are much different. It's your experience. It's your accomplishments in addition to those qualifications. Of course, no one's going to fault you for that. But how can you say how you delivered value with those credentials. Them on their own are not going to stand there. And of course, our ability to interact with others 
and even for my engineers where that used to be more acceptable to be the oddball and not be able to communicate. Now it's really hurting careers of folks that have those challenges and they're working more on their social skills, their teamwork, their management, because they understand that simply having great technical qualifications and technical skills is no longer moving the the dial because companies need more than that. And so as we sit back and we think about our career, we think about our strengths and how we can leverage those to build our network, how we can do it where we are, do it in the scope of what makes sense for our current position. We're not asking any more than that, but simply not to have our head down in the weeds. And one of the most telling stories, I'd just gotten done giving a resume presentation at a job search group years ago and talking about the importance of accomplishments on your resume. And afterwards, a gentleman walked up to me and he said, you know, I just can't talk that way. I can't give my accomplishments. I can't boast. That's, it's just, that's not going to work for me. And I smiled and said, oh, well, okay, (laughs) and walked away because I didn't know what else to say. And as I walked to my car, I thought, well, then you're probably not going to get a job. You're just not going to get a job. It's just not going to happen because no one's going to promote us but us. No one's going to look forward in our career for us but us. No one's going to stay on top of the trends and build a network for you to be stable, but you. And this is an empowering thought that we're in charge, that we are empowered to take control of our own career and do what we need to do. It's just up to us to actually do it. So we'll be back next week with more great tools to help you do that. We have a lineup of speakers coming up in the next few weeks to help you take control and move forward in your career. And at the meantime, you can always reach out to me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at astrategicadvantage.com. We'll see you next time on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.